Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. One, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hello and welcome back to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest who grew up in Kansas City, went to college at the Roll Wave. That's right, at Tulane. He majored in political economy and get this major. This is cool. Music of the Gulf South. He is currently working full-time as a program and production coordinator at the New Orleans Jazz Museum. He's a guitarist on the side and has performed with a lot of students at Loyola University New Orleans at Tulane and as well as just the community with George Porter Jr., a pretty pretty big R&B funk artist. And he is very interested and inquisitive about the music industry. He's explored a ton of different hats from the management side to the agency side. And we are going to share the tips that he provides to recent grads and his experience working in this industry and his upcoming short-term and long-term goals as he ventures out to Los Angeles. So let's welcome Aiden to the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me. You fell in love with the music industry starting at 12. You performed guitar and do you sing as well or just perform guitar? And tell us about your experience there. Do you still release anything like singles or albums? Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, primarily just uh, play guitar. And um, and then I work with a bunch of different sort of singer songwriter kind of people. And I haven't released anything myself, but some stuff is in the works. And then uh, I'm on a few different friends albums and then we're working on a, a few different projects. It's, and it's mainly uh, playing live. It's mainly like live performance, especially down here in New Orleans. Very cool. And what are some of those bands that you've been featured on? A bunch of people. I play with the uh, this guy, Sasha Salk, who's also a, a Tulane student, who's mm. put out a, a little EP, and then we're working on a, an album. Some friends over at Loyola, Sasha Gold, and Maya mm. Chambriello, and a few other people, Ella Blue and Jenna Hunts. And then I have another group, mm. sort of like a blues rock uh, Americana group down here <laughs> in New Orleans called uh, Dead Man Medicine with this wow. other guy I just, just met. And you grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Then yes. you traveled to school for Tulane. So tell us about what made you decide to come to New Orleans for the music culture. There's so I always ask a Tulane alum this because it's so vibrant there. It's unique, unlike no other. And really Mardi Gras just happened. So you experienced that too. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. It's first time in a couple of years, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what made me sort of decide to move down here is I was applying to schools all over the place. But um, I wanted to go to a school that like had a good music scene around it, but not necessarily like a music school, um, like a Berkeley or a Belmont in Nashville, or Berkeley in Boston. That, yeah. yeah. And so the idea was to go to school and study various other things. I have a lot of like broad interests and then also do music. I mean, I've, mm -hmm. I've known I've wanted to 
be a musician and work in the music industry pretty much my whole life. And so New Orleans really worked out perfectly. Tulane gave me a little scholarship, which was great. And, and <laughs> I, I just, I, I love it down here. It's, uh, it's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome city. Couldn't agree more. You've double majored in political economy and music of the Gulf South. So tell us about that interdisciplinary background. I interview with a lot of uh, music industry professionals and they kind of have a creative and analytical mindset. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, in high school and everything, I, I big into like math and science and, and all of that. But um, in terms of going to school, like I knew like doing one of those things is like a, it's a whole different path to when you <laughs> get into college. And, yeah. and so and so I sort of, uh, Tulane was fantastic with this. I found the music of the Gulf South major prior to coming down here. And Interesting, okay. Yeah, it's very, uh, and it was like when I when I got down here, it was me and three other kids, I think, in the in that <laughs> major. Uh, most people don't even know it, it exists, but uh, I, I didn't know it exists. I thought it's only a minor. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like a coordinate major or something. So you have okay, to have something very to, cool. to go along with it, uh, which was political economy. But both of those majors, um, I thought were really fantastic, partially because they're both like uh, build your own curriculum in a lot of sense. And so I got to take a lot of different classes that I that I wanted to take both in like philosophy, history, music, poli-sci, economics, like sort of wide range of classes. And uh, and and yeah, it sort of it worked out for the for the best because now I'm <laughs> working at the New Orleans Jazz Museum, which yeah. fit in perfectly. So. Yeah, you're still staying down there. Uh, the yeah. Tulane really and the New Orleans culture really stuck with you permanently. Very uh, much so. so. Yeah, you have a full-time opportunity working as a program and production coordinator at the New Orleans Jazz Museum. So first, yeah. I want to back up a tiny bit and learn about the major takeaways that you got from that major music of the Gulf South. I'm sure it was very interdisciplinary. You got to learn about different yeah. cultures, different ideologies of not only the music business, but kind of the artist side, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so the that major in particular deals a lot with uh, like the interconnection between culture and music. And so, okay. I mean, especially down here in New Orleans, but all over the world, like music and culture sort of develop in in sync. Mm -hmm. um, and music very much stems from the culture that it's that it's from, <laughs> and it all all of it influences each other. Um, and I mean, you can see that down here with Mardi Gras Indian stuff and jazz and everything, everything that comes out of New Orleans. It's in, infused in the culture of the city. Yeah. And so I found that just fascinating of, of how those two things interact. And then it's similar with the political economy of how like political science and how politics in certain countries interact with economics and how those two things play off each other. I mean, we see it with Joe Biden today and inflation and, and all of that is their political ramifications for why, yeah, yeah, for how the economy is doing and, mm -hmm. and all of that comes from each other. So, um, so that was the really the, the main reason for wanting to explore that is is just to see how all these different facets of, of the world and especially mm -hmm. music in general are connected. And so you study music, you're a musician yourself. Any right. favorite venues that you've performed at in New Orleans or favorite venues that you've gone to? I'm sure you've um, been to like Gasa Gasa, Tipitina's, I can go through the list. 
Yeah, yeah, I've played at Gasa Gasa a couple oh, okay. times, and uh, and then thirty ninety, I really love. I love oh, playing at okay. it down That's on down on Frenchman is a, yep. is a blast. And actually, this place, uh, Carrollton Station, like the it's right next to the Willow up on. It's like a smaller place. But oh, okay. They have a, yeah, they have a great like sound and like that that makes a, mm. a good portion of the gig is how the <laughs> sound is, <laughs> which I've learned about a ton working at the at the Jazz Museum, but. Um, in terms of favorite venues to go to, I love I love Tipitina's. Tipitina's is just is like such a blast yeah. like all the time, and uh, that the Fillmore is great, and yep. yeah, a whole bunch of sort of smaller clubs around New Orleans that are just iconic. Yeah. So you've explored the venue scene, you've explored the live event space, and you studied music. So tell us what led you to explore the more. Uh, curation and museum side of things, especially working for New Orleans Jazz Museum. Tell us about your background there and your day-to-day. -day. Yeah, so I am actually not involved all that much with the museum and like curation aspects and like the okay. exhibit side of the museum. Hmm. So part of what we do at the Jazz Museum is put on a lot of live events. And so we have mm -hmm. shows pretty much every day um, at two o'clock and then Tuesday concerts at five. We started during the pandemic doing like outside concerts, try to support musicians and keep the local economy going and all that. Because <laughs> uh, during the pandemic, it was it was tough here in New Orleans. So, yeah. but, um, but so day to day, very much what I, what I do is like book artists. I do uh, manage like production side of things, run sound and then just general like event operations and so during some of like our special events i'll help coordinate things on the ground especially production side of, of stuff and so um yeah it's just been it's been fantastic working <laughs> there and uh and i really i really loved it and so what have been some of your major takeaways from working there um had some of the stuff that you learned from tulane stuck with your current role yeah, um, I mean, definitely the the music of the Gulf South major. Um, I interned at the Jazz Museum actually when I was still at Tulane. Mm. And part of what I was doing when I was interning was giving tours of the museum. And we have like various different exhibits that uh, all about New Orleans culture and everything. One of them being Drumsville. And so, which is one of my favorite exhibits to go to go see. And it's just fascinating. Mm especially because New Orleans, like there's a specific beat that came out of New Orleans <laughs> that yeah influences jazz and mm -hmm. all of these other genres that we listen to. Um, and so, I mean, my major fit in perfectly with that is I can, I can talk for forever about, uh, <laughs> yeah, about all, all of that stuff. And so, but in terms of what I do now, um, Probably less so. I mean, probably neither of my majors really, mm -hmm. really contributed too much. But but that's more of how I decided to approach college is I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of interdisciplinary learning and and sort of Agree. creating your own curriculum. And so especially with the, the knowledge that I like wanted to do music and like that's the goal. Um, I spent a lot of time in college just sort of taking classes that I enjoyed and learning more about subjects that I found interesting. One of them being music <laughs> and culture in New Orleans. And so it's uh, worked out, worked out great. And so 
This podcast is to educate others on the different sectors of the media industry, whether yeah. it is film and TV or whether it's music, the music industry, all the different branches that go from there, the whole tree diagram. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, tell us about like what types of tips that you learned from interning that kind of helped you in your professional career and what advice can you give in terms of internship experience, transitioning out of college into the real world? Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good question. So I interned and, and worked for uh, like a few different places, one of them being the museum, which a lot of what I did was like help with the events department and so help mm -hmm. coordinate certain like special events and concerts and everything. And then uh, like give tours and just generally help around the museum and get a feel for the, the space. And then another place that I, I interned and, and worked for was this small music management company. Um, it was called Advancement Agency. I don't think it is it is uh, around anymore. During the pandemic, it sort of disbanded. It's like a very tiny company. It was like three people, and so uh, and then during the pandemic, we were we were planning this festival in Switzerland and planning on bringing out a bunch of muse musicians and um, out to Switzerland in 2020. And obviously, that was like the big portion of the, <laughs> the revenue for that year, and that did not happen. So. Uh, so that did that didn't work out. But what I learned a lot from that is like a lot of self-motivation stuff. And so I got brought on at Advancement Agency at the end of my uh, junior year, I want to say. Yeah, April of or beginning. Of, yeah, whatever. April of like 2019 or so. And we had some tours coming up for, for different bands in that summer. And we had like a 10 day gap in the tour. Um, and so I had to find, and it's all like UK and like <laughs> Ireland's, yeah, like all, all those, it's international tour for one of the bands called the New Orleans Swamp Donkeys. Um, fantastic band. James Williams got this whole <laughs> Louis Armstrong style voice. Very cool. But, uh, and so Oren, who's the guy who runs the company, basically just said like, we need to fill these dates, like call people and so I had to really figure out it's like learning on the job of like cold calling <laughs> venues at whatever four in the morning because it's a six hour time difference and so Yikes. I get up super early just cold call venues for whatever uh, four hours straight and uh learned a ton from that process obviously you don't even get through to most people and then when you do you need to convince them to book your band and, and all of that and so it's very much just sort of learn on the job and persevere mm -hmm. is a, is a lot of the of the lessons that I've learned from that for sure. So, so interesting. So you've dabbled in the booking side, the management side and production and events side at the New Orleans Jazz Museum. Yeah. So tell us about what led you to narrow down your aspirations. You picked working for the New Orleans Jazz Museum. Why didn't you go into management to start or working at an agency or even a label? That's a that's a good question. So uh, I uh, I really I don't necessarily enjoy as much the like booking for the artist side of things, mm -hmm. um, partially for selfish reasons of if I should be spending my time booking for artists, it should be the artist that I play with and, <laughs> and me, myself. And your yourself, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but in, a, in, a broader, in a broader aspect, it's, uh, it's the fact that, that like, um, 
as the venue, as like the venue at the Jazz Museum where I book artists, like I can get artists paid, which is uh, mm -hmm. a, like a huge thing that I, I support. I think artists need to be paid uh, like a fair wage, obviously, and everybody is undercutting musicians, especially sometimes in New Orleans where there's so many live venues and, and all of that. It's, uh, it's very easy to take advantage of, of musicians' yeah. hard work. And so at the museum, one lucky thing that that uh that happens is that we're like state funded so it's a it's a state museum so we can have a little bit of a budget to just pay musicians a, a flat rate for their performance mm -hmm. and it helps uh sort of keep people afloat in a lot of ways and we did that a bunch over the pandemic with little series <laughs> like foreign tunes was this like at home concert series we did and then our concerts like outside on the balcony mm -hmm. all of that uh like lost the museum wow. money to be honest <laughs> it's yeah. uh but it's it's for the musicians and and the community which i find incredibly important and uh and that's that's really now i'm focusing more on like the venue side of things and that's mm -hmm. really what i want to be more involved with is giving these musicians opportunities and uh and helping support the local music is uh i think incredibly important yeah it's really cool how you have the musician side and the business side and you want to uplift the community help out artists at the jazz museum and just let them perform in new orleans because it's just such a great city to perform in it's a great exactly. way to break in the music business um, exactly. Exactly. any um other any other personal or professional goals that you have coming up for this year um just anything in general yeah yeah so i'm uh I'm working on uh, writing some of my my own stuff with uh, collaborating with a few different friends, and then uh, Sasha is trying to get out an album soon. Um, we're actually playing at uh, Crawfest, which is which Ooh. is also during okay. our um, sort of I guess reunion weekend. It's the 2020. So I was I was year of 2020, and so yeah, I wish I could go to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and so and me and my friends are treating it very much as like let's just come and <laughs> it'd be a reunion in new orleans obviously because we're two years out of school and yeah. actually walking across the stage is a little less important to me at this point <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think it's going to be a lot of fun and uh so we're trying to work on the album and get it out sort of in the next uh, few months and and work all those details out and then same with the uh, dead man medicine the other group mm -hmm. we want to put out a little ep or live album in the next uh couple months and so all that's in in the works and hopefully going to be done by uh may or so is the goal wow you have a lot of upcoming goals and great things going on yeah. being at Crawfest, working with a lot of bands releasing stuff and great content working at the new orleans jazz museum so you got a ton that you're accomplishing um any last tips or parting words that you would recommend to people breaking in this business or um any other announcements yeah for sure so uh a big portion of my job, at least at the museum and uh, in music and all that deals with communication. And so it's all about building relationships and uh, being trustworthy to uh, to like the greater community and be able to get your get your work done. But also musicians need to trust you, be able to know that you have their best interest at heart. And so uh, I think if you're 
like a young a young person trying to break into this industry there is no relationship that is not worth your time or anything it's all it's all could lead to something else or you just want to put in put your best foot forward kind of thing in every situation i guess that would be my my overall overall <laughs> tip um and i mean just enjoy it enjoy enjoy what you're doing and yeah. uh, and hopefully it'll lead to lead to something good yeah you have a really good tip i know from your bio you mentioned uh, biggest advice that you give is going with the flow. Your personality and vibe totally match that. Just uh, being uh, yeah. in the moment, living in the moment, YOLO, that term. Uh, <laughs> so congratulations on everything that you've accomplished thus far, Aiden. Best of luck with everything. I know you're very passionate about this business and you're making the life that you aspire to be in to work in this industry so congratulations on that and best of luck being in new orleans and crawfest going on and the reunion best of luck with everything in the music industry awesome awesome thank you so much thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the media industry guru podcast check out the instagram at media industry guru for all the details on the latest and coolest i mean coolest upcoming episodes that you will hear email at media industry guru podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know i'm i'm doing this i'm invested in this and tune in weekly 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern on tuesdays on the anchor app spotify stitcher pocket cast breaker and many more streaming platforms Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.